Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin, and tonight I'm joined by a special co-host, Eric's on vacation. And uh, I know everybody was expecting Small Town Monsters, uh, Seth from Small Town Monsters, to be on this week. Uh, we had a little bit of a scheduling situation, and uh, so we're going to be getting Seth on in the future, in the beginning of November. Um, but tonight I'm joined by Cat Ward, who ha- was so gracious to be my special guest co-host this week. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's been a little while uh, since you've been... Pretty good. Um, getting more subscribers and listeners, and um, I'm happy to say that I am now on FringeRadioNetwork.com. So that was pretty exciting. That's pretty recent. So we're, yeah, we're getting uh, there. No, I had nothing against being on Fringe Radio Network. Uh, Johnny is a great guy. Uh, it was just at the time that uh, we were on there, we were on actually two other separate networks. And uh, this is going back to, I think, 2015, 2016. Um, so it had gotten to the point that I was splitting my time just trying to get episodes to everybody and it's like this is stupid i i just <laughs> would rather do it ourselves and and yeah. be happy that way so um it is awesome i i think that fringe radio network is a great network and i'm glad that they did pick you up yeah i remember when i messaged you guys uh, i'm like i think i got an invitation to be on a network <laughs> And it was either you or Eric said, well, how can you not know? And then I sent you the screenshot because you tweeted, he, he sent me a, a tweet. And uh, I wasn't sure if it was an invitation or not. So then I asked him and he's like, yep. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, it's a great fit. And it's just better to check out the, the network before you join it. And that's to yeah. any podcasters out there. If you're asked to join a network, absolutely look it over before you're saying yes or no. Um, but uh, that's not the reason for today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a little interesting. Um, so I I've know that the people in the community might have already seen this, but there was a uh, video, three second length video that just recently got released uh, not too long ago, uh, about a Bigfoot, the Patterson uh, Gremlin video where it's a Bigfoot just walking in the open. Um, the video is only three seconds long. 
which causes concerns in the uh, community because how can you just capture this for three seconds and then all of a sudden you don't have anything else? Uh, there's no uh, no story behind what happened before, after, why this person stopped uh, shooting. Um, and there is already allegations out there that this is just another person in, in a costume. Um, I, and I do believe Eric and I talked about another uh, sighting not too long ago about something else, another Bigfoot sighting, and this Bigfoot was crossing a river. Um, so, Kat, um, I, I don't know about up there in Canada, but there's been been a lot of sightings uh, of both UFOs and Bigfoots as of late here in the U.S. Have you heard anything up, up north there? Yeah, we've had Bigfoot sightings up in Canada, obviously. Um, and I recently was told that there's been a lot of UFO sightings in Canada that I haven't heard of. Um, I haven't been, I've just been busy and haven't been listening to a lot of lot of news lately but uh our friend uh john mallard from Machi newfoundland mentioned it that uh, apparently there was um some from the east coast and um there just seems to be a lot more sightings and i've heard some people believe that the reason why there's more sightings of bigfoot or other cryptid you know um uh, ufos ghosts and everything because they say that for whatever reason the past few years the veil is thinning now i haven't heard i've only heard that one one comment from one individual have you heard anything about that i i mean i've heard that for years now though um yeah. since since 2012 because you know the mayan calendar supposedly the world was supposed to end um and, and all that stuff but there were people saying then no, the world's not going to end. It's just changing compared to what we know now. And a lot of people were attributing that to the veil thinning. Um, the interesting thing, and I don't know if you've heard this before, but um, there was somebody that released an article not too long ago saying uh, the Mayans did have it right. We just misinterpreted it and it's 2021 not 2012 yes. i was going to mention that <laughs> definitely things the, the poop hit the fan in 2021 that's for sure well i mean it really began in 2020 and it's just yeah. not going away <laughs> <laughs> no. like people expected it to yeah. <laughs> but that i mean that does raise a very good and interesting point um that you know is the the veil thinning? Are, are we getting closer to reality being more in the you know being normal, paranormal being the normal? Um, is that something that we're coming up to? Um, one thing that I thought about while doing the research for this and just thinking about it is, as of the past couple years now. Um, at least the U.S. government, I don't know if, about the Canadian government, but the U.S. government has been releasing declassified information about UFOs, uh, documentation that they have. Uh, so the big question there is, 
Is it not so much say that the veil is lifting? Is it more so people are being more aware because these documents are coming out, so they're paying more attention? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I've been wondering if the past couple of years, the reason why people are noticing more UFOs and uh, cryptids like Bigfoot is because of the pandemic and um, they have a lot more time on their hands. So they're paying more attention. People are going, at least in my community here, I see families going out for walks a lot more, um, you know, because there's a lot of people working from home. I know pandemic is just it's almost like that hit a reset button for a lot of stuff. So people just seem to be more aware of their surroundings right now. So I don't know if that has something to do with it or not. Okay. And we did kind of do uh, an episode on the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think it was last year about uh, people having vivid nightmares and how the pandemic could be causing that being people are stuck at home. They're not able to re, uh, connect with people the way that they used to. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah. Because as of 2021, it has kind of gotten back to normal life sort of, uh, but we are going into this huge surge again of uh, the Delta variant going around and, all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, they were getting back to normal life. So that makes some sense too, that they would be more alert because they haven't been out in the yeah. open. Um, some people get but, fidgety when, when they're out and about now, yeah. I've noticed because it's, it's like they're getting shack wacky and now they're not used to seeing people. And it's funny whenever I go shopping and you go around like grocery shopping and you go around the, the corner to go to the next aisle and someone's there everybody immediately jumps back and says sorry 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 <laughs> yes in canada we do say sorry <laughs> um it's just really funny like we don't want we want to keep our distance now and i'm sorry shack wacky <laughs> you've never heard that before i've shack heard of car cabin fever is it kind yes. of the same, same thing? thing is same thing yes <laughs> <laughs> You Canadians in your terms. <laughs> I know, eh? <laughs> um, well, what what did you think of this video when when you watched it? I mean, it's literally three seconds long, so I don't know yeah. what you really can make of it, but. The thing that stands out in my mind was how massive that creature was. Let's say it is real, a real Bigfoot. It's real footage. It hasn't been uh, doctored in any way. That is one massive beast. I mean, even if you don't have the trees and everything, no landscape around it, you can tell by looking at it that it's a massive person, or if, if it is a person, it's just so huge. And Yes, I have encountered large individuals before. Um, we have one guy that works at the local Walmart here. He's almost seven feet. No word of a lie. He's huge. Um, but this this footage, I was really impressed with how big it's, you know, the the uh, the chest. that It's just so big. But, of course, 
another part of me is like, I'm, I'm trying to analyze it. And I'm like, okay, that has to be doctored. Like, like, is that, is that really the, it just almost looks Photoshopped or that the plants look Photoshopped to me, but I'm no expert on it. Right. Well, and I, I think the, the biggest problem, and this is going with any Bigfoot footage that there is out there. Um, whenever we see Bigfoot footage, it's only a matter of seconds long. I've never seen a Bigfoot footage that is uh, several minutes. Um, mm. Even the Patterson Gremlin film was not very long at all. Maybe 30 seconds to a minute, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is interesting in and of itself because i've i've heard so many different theories about that too um that uh the reason that footage is is uh grainy or or blurry around them is take your pick um i i've heard people say that there's they emit a sound frequency that blurs them they're shifting in and out of reality at that point to try and get away from you. Um, it, it goes on and on the theories that I've heard over the years, but I've never heard anybody once say, um, that they, there was like a power drain kind of like when you're doing a paranormal investigation. You're right. I've never heard that either. Makes me wonder too if uh, my family and I would go for walks in the woods, uh, especially when we used to have our dog. And sometimes you'd see a deer at a distance. I'd take my phone up and I'd try to take a picture or try to record a little bit. When I look at it later, it's blurry. And I'm thinking, really? But I think it's because I was trying to concentrate on being quiet so I could actually get some footage of the deer. Maybe that's also an explanation for people with uh, Bigfoot as well. Um, they're trying to be quiet because they don't want to be noticed, first of all, because I know I wouldn't want to be. Um, I don't know. Well, and not everybody like is trained like Eric in video yeah. and photography um, where you have a steady hand at all times. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they can control their shakiness just by their breath. Um, a, a lot of people probably don't know this, but snipers are trained to mm-hmm. take slow, shallow breaths, hold their breath when they're about ready to take the shot. Um, I knew that, yeah. So, well, you've got military oh. husband, so of course you know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a sniper, though. <laughs> well, thank goodness, because I think we'd have to worry that uh, he's on an assassination mis- mission or something. But um, Be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, d- is it people just getting excited? Like, like you said, they're, yes. they're. I mean, try, try, try and picture yourself. All of a sudden, you're seeing this massive creature, and it's like, holy crap. 
And because everyone has access to a smartphone now, or pretty much everyone, you want to try and get footage of it. And I know if I was trying to do it, I'd be shaking, <laughs> thinking, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't see me or know that I'm here, but I would want to get footage. But I don't know. I, I want to say that, yes, we could chalk it up to people are nervous, excited. Now, in in the different uh, Bigfoot sightings that you've heard for up there, did they coincide with UFO sightings like we've heard in the past? No, I haven't. I've tried. There's so little information on the sightings, though. Uh, I haven't been able to find any correlation with UFO sightings. Um, I know there's been sightings. We have um, um, a park here called Algonquin Park, very well known. Uh, there have been sightings, Bigfoot sightings there. Um, the team that I'm with, uh, Canadian Supernatural Research Society, we like to go to this area called Buck Hill. And there's one time we went up there and I only thought of it later, but I think uh, we might have heard a Bigfoot because um, when you go up the hill, there's no houses, there's no street lights, it's pitch black. If you have no ambient light at all, you can't see your hand in front of your face. It's so dark up there. And okay. We were doing an investigation there with a radio, radio station that came up from Toronto want to see what ghost hunting was like. And so we're all standing there. Everybody has their own pieces of equipment and we're being quiet, obviously, and, try, and asking questions, but there's a pause in between each question, of course. And all of a sudden you hear this loud, and I'll never forget this, this loud crash in the woods. We all kind of screamed and jumped and instinctively huddled together back to back looking around it we laughed at it later right we didn't hear anything before the crash we didn't hear anything after the crash it's like what the heck was it and I jokingly said who wants to go check out see if it was a Bigfoot ha ha um earlier that evening we had someone um we had little pebbles being and little stones being thrown at us didn't really think anything of it. Later on, I started putting two and two together. It's like, oh my, <laughs> I think there might have been Bigfoot in them there hills. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch any paranormal evidence during that? Or to be honest, I don't remember. That was uh, about well, that was uh, quite a few years ago. Okay. Um, I really don't remember. I just remember that big crash. But it was so funny how we're all doing our own thing and we instinctively huddle back to back and we're looking around like it's not like, okay, guys, if something happens, we're going to do this. You know, no, nobody discussed anything. You know, we just it was just an instinct to do it. But um, yeah, and I know there have been because it's not very, very far from Algonquin Park. So uh, I know there have been sightings there as well. So. Um, part of me wants to go looking. Um, part of me doesn't. I'll stick the ghosts. <laughs> well, interesting enough, um, Eric and I are going to be delving into the cryptid investigation world uh, when we're in Kentucky for Scarefest. We're going to be going nice. to uh, Popelick <clears throat> Road, where one of the supposed goat man sightings has happened. Um, was that recently it'll be, too? Um, I'm not sure when the most recent sighting was, but um, 
there are rumors in the two di- or three different locations that the goat man has been sighted uh there have been rumors that people have gone up onto the um this one has as a, a railroad trestle mm-hmm. and supposedly the goat man can um coax people up onto this trestle i, I don't know if it's calling their name or if there's i can't remember all the details but they end up dying from falling off of the trestle or being hit by a train of course these are just rumored stories i don't know yeah. if there's any history real uh, history behind it um but it'll it'll be interesting uh if nothing else whether it's a cryptid investigation or if it's a paranormal investigation because there's obviously no matter what story you hear someone has been killed by a train somewhere so there's probably some type of paranormal activity going on there um what the goat man is is it maybe just a spirit that takes the form of this creature who knows but it'll be interesting nonetheless because we've never done a cryptid investigation before it's always been uh paranormal activity i really wish i was closer because i would love to uh to go with you guys for that that would be awesome we had joked that um because uh eric's brother-in-law was was talking about going with us so we had joked that we would use him as the test dummy to try and go into (laughs) the cave and make sure you check out that cave we want to make sure that we get everything on (laughs) And then we, I said, we well, haven't... then our luck, we would be coming home uh, with the dead body of your brother-in-law and have to explain to your sister why your <laughs> brother-in-law died and that we got chased by Goatman because he decided to go check out the cave. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of joke around with our team, too. If somebody is new and uh, we jokingly say, yeah, yes, uh, the sacrifice. And then they're like, what? Oh, nothing. <laughs> just a little paranormal fun right <laughs> i mean depends on your beliefs i guess i mean <laughs> um so yeah it, that's gonna kind of be fun but uh you, you know i think eric and i kind of go on the skeptical side for a lot of cryptids just because like the Bigfoot as the the prime example since that's what we're discussing is because it's been uh hoaxed so many times yep. that you don't know what to believe anymore. Very true. I mean I have friends who will send me pictures or video clips and it's like I got a ghost. What do you think? And I don't believe they got anything, but try to tell them that because they're so excited they got something. And then they get mad at me when I tell them I don't think it's, you know, I think it's lens flare or whatever. And it's like, well, why'd you ask me? Like, you know, I'm going to tell you my opinion. Right. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of along the same lines <laughs> of a, a, a uh, writer or an artist who 
gives a piece to somebody and says, I really want you to tell me what you think. And then they get upset because you didn't like it. And it's like, and I've had, as a writer myself, I've had those moments where I'm like, it's hard to hear somebody's critique on something, but at the same time, you do have to get a hard skin and realize they're giving you their honest opinion. And it's a learning experience. So don't take it personally. It's just a learning experience. Um, Same thing with paranormal activity. And a lot of people want to hear a paranormal investigator say, you know, we've got, we've caught tons, tons of, of uh, evidence to, to say that there's hauntings in these places. And it really doesn't work like that. No. It doesn't. Like I um, mentioned before, an investigation I did uh, one time at this old hotel, and a friend of mine said, "Yep, top floor in the back." I went with an EMF detector, and it's haunted. I'm like, "Well, how do you know?" I, the EMF detector told me. I was like, "Well, okay." So I investigated, and sure enough, that room lit up like a Christmas tree. But when I looked outside, out the window. Um, there were power lines eight to 10 feet away from the building and there's a metal fire escape ladder. So sorry, but this is what I found. So, and it was the only room that really lit up like that. She wasn't happy, but it's like, sorry, you you can't just like, I really wanted it to be true, but. Right. Well, we had had some, uh, a person on our team that would always (laughs) take pictures um, not only just take pictures, but he had altered his camera. I don't know how, uh, and he always got evidence. Um, oh. and it had gotten to the point that we caught him sharing evidence with clients before we had even reviewed anything. Oh, that's a the, big no, no. The client was with us during the investigation and he was showing them what he was capturing. Um, another instance was he had taken a picture of a mirror and again, not sure what he did to this picture, but he had manipulated it so much to the point that it was like a shimmering in the mirror. And he's like, Oh, look, there's a, there's a portal there. Now that's not to say, I don't believe mirrors can be portals. That's not the point, but he had a flash on his camera and if you messed with the picture enough, it looks like something would be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people like that really upset me. I mean, people like us work hard to try and get evidence, you know. And when people want to mess around and give you fake fake evidence, it really gets me mad. Right. But it is, I mean, it, everything is interesting. Of course, but it you really have to trust the people that you're talking to in order to say, yes, we could maybe consider that as evidence. Yeah. Um, it is interesting that you bring up the, the uh, rock throwing thing because uh, one of the documentaries that uh, Small Town Monsters did uh, got a chance to take a look at it before we were supposed to do the interview and it's about Bigfoot. Um, I think it's called on the trail of Bigfoot or something like similar to that. 
but within the first 15 minutes, they're doing kind of an investigation um, for the documentary and they're throwing rocks and they have this like rock sliding rocks sliding down this um, <clears throat> overlook that is above them. And then I don't know. I can't remember if they were yelling or if they threw rocks up that way, but they have this not just pebble, but like rock come flying down, almost hit somebody in the head. Oh, um, so they go up and do some evidence or research and I don't think they had seen any footprints or any scattering of thing, but they were trying to recreate this and it had to have been something or someone above them throwing the rock because it wouldn't have landed the way that it did or or uh, had a trajectory the way that it did without somebody mm-hmm. actually throwing it. That's interesting. Scary because it almost hit someone, but right. But all right, folks, we're about at the halfway mark, so we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear Eric's random fact of the day, a quick commercial, and we will be right back with Fair Truth Radio. Now, Eric's random fact of the day. Did you know that the largest known living organism is an aspen grove? According to goodhousekeeping.com, Pando, Latin for I spread out, is a group of genetically identical quaking aspen trees in Utah with an interconnected root system. It's an estimated 80,000 years old and takes up more than 100 acres. This was Eric's random fact of the day. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. There are spirits everywhere, watching, waiting, seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other. They fill our worlds with so much. Seriously? You didn't just do that. You farted on the promo? What's wrong with you? I thought you were professional. Go away. Go. I, I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time. 
and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone get me Brian Anderson. All right, folks. Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Cat with a K. <laughs> is that like Eric with an E or Eric with a K? <laughs> Eric with, yes, Eric with a K. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about Bigfoot sightings, uh, most notably the most recent Bigfoot <laughs> video uh, captured. And it's interesting evidence. Um, Cat. Something I wanted to ask you is, you've seen the the Patterson Gremlin video, right? Oh yes. What are your thoughts on that video? To me, it looks legit, but again, I'm not a, a professional when it comes to film and everything like that. But, um, but part of me still is always a skeptic. I'm a big believer in things like that, but I'm also a skeptic. So I keep saying to myself, yes, this looks legit, but I always have a, but, you know, I, I don't know enough about film, especially, especially back then it was difficult to doctor things. It's not like today. Right. I, I mean, but do you think it could, I, and of course, neither of us are experts on, yeah. primate physiology and things like that but do you think that it could have been somebody in a costume I think it would have been a hell of a good costume if they did if it was because again back then I don't think you know if you're if if it was someone who was involved with special effects and stuff like that I don't think costumes were that advanced back then right And that's, I guess that's the other thing, but still, right. That's the other thing about this current video is things have come along so advanced, which makes you even more skeptical about things because my go-to person, when it comes to any type of video evidence, picture evidence, uh, is Eric because he's had the training. Eric knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, Eric. I love (laughs) you. Well, yeah, he does have the training, so he he does know this stuff. And I I guess the reason I tend to do that is because um, when I look at something, I, I can, I do have some basic knowledge on what I'm looking for and how to try and eliminate certain parts of it of, of a picture anyway is not a video uh, but when I'm looking at something and I can't definitively say I don't believe this that's when I go to Eric because I need somebody to say hey I, I think you need a more skeptical lens here so yeah, I'm just bringing it up again on my phone. The footage. Again, you can just tell if there was nothing else around. That's a massive creature, person or not. They're they're huge. Um, but to me, if I could just find it again. Um, where's the video? 
I, I remember thinking when I first saw it was the plants in the front didn't look real. That could have been Photoshop, but I don't, I've never Photoshopped anything before. So I don't know. It could have been true. Uh, could have been just the way the light was. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of factors. But like I said, that dude's huge. A person or not, like, you know, and I do know people can be really, really big. Um, and it didn't look like if it was a person wearing a suit, it didn't look like they had stuffing or, you know, to make them look bigger, you know, thicker. Um, it was well proportionate. It was just, that's what I, uh, that thing just keeps sticking in my mind how big he is. I know I keep bringing it up, but that's something that really impressed me is the size. I've never seen a Bigfoot and I really don't want to. <laughs> right. Well, that's something in this one article uh, that I had sent you the link for. It it says that uh, if it is a person in a uh, if it is a human in a costume, uh, its wardrobe assistant managed to fit one with a pretty snug fit. Because I mean, you yeah. can't see musculature. Um, you can't see movement in the musculature a little bit. Um, like I said, it's only a three-second video, so it's kind of hard to get a whole lot of uh, detail to it. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at the footage right now. I just stopped the video, and 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 its right foot is up, like it's taking a step. And I'm trying to look at underneath the foot too, and it's a little blurry, but it doesn't look like if it is a suit. They even thought of padding underneath like there's no fur or anything but if it's a suit it's a very very well-made suit but i i really don't think it is right and that brings me to to my next point and and i guess a little bit of a question is what kind of budget if this is a hoaxer what kind of budget do, do these people have to hoax right? yeah <laughs> They must have some rich friends to be able or or uh, a damn good seamstress or tailor or you know <laughs> uh to make a suit like that be, uh, yeah but i have to say I, I i think it's real but there's still a part of me that says but <laughs> right well and if it w if it wasn't for the the short footage and we That's could have idea. more uh m more information like what had happened before this what happened after um that would give us a little more information now granted we've talked about how people might be nervous or scared um maybe this thing gave chase as soon as it noticed it was being watched which would make i i mean personally if i was that scared i wouldn't think to turn my video off no but because it might it, be the only if I never if, if someone only finds my phone, it would be the only evidence to, for people to know what really happened to me. First of all, uh, you know, you're not going to think to turn your phone off. You're just going to be running right. or hiding or whatever. So. It, I would love to believe that there are, are. Upright walking primates out there. Um, I, I can never say definitively, definitively, um, that I'm convinced by 
these sightings. Um, people, w- when they're retelling sightings, you can really tell by how they tell the story if they really saw something or not mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I would love to talk to whoever took the footage just to ask them questions. First and foremost being, why did you stop shooting the video? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I think I mentioned with, to you and Eric before is, uh, when people go out and they start making sounds like tree knocks or they, they want, or they hear whoops or whatever. And they're like, Oh, look, it replied. Well, how do you know it's not another guy down further down in the, in the forest, also doing tree knocks, thinking that they're communicating with the Bigfoot? Not that I don't believe in Bigfoot. I just, you know, I always have to right. look at debunking things. It's just in right. my nature. Well, what would be funny is, is if <laughs> you've got two separate teams out. Yeah doing research in the same area and you get a, Oh, hear that? Hear that? They responded. They responded. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, we got a big foot. We got a big foot. And it's two separate teams. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I I think somebody should make a movie of that. (laughs) (laughs) A comedy, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know why, but I get the the picture of Will Ferrell in my head is playing one of the main <laughs> characters. <laughs> um so overall, with this with this footage, and I had told you about the other footage that we had come across, uh what what are your some of your, your final thoughts on that? It, is it at least possible that this is a, a Bigfoot because this footage was from Idaho. Now I've I've been a long time since I've seen what people think is the the migratory path of the Bigfoot. But um, do you think that it's possible that this is a, an actual creature? I think it's very it, yes. I think it is possible. Um... Like I said, the the if it if it is a suit, it's very well made. And then looking at that that video when the 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 back foot was up and you could see underneath it, it just it didn't look like a person's foot underneath. Right. But it was a little blurry too, so it was difficult to tell. But I think it's it's pretty possible. Right. Well, and which runs into that same thing that we talked about earlier is why is so many sight or footage of Bigfoot blurry? Now, th- this one, uh, to me, it looks like for the most part, it's not really blurry. But yeah, I, I believe they also zoom in at one point too, which can cause the blurriness to happen. Because if yes. you have a smartphone, regardless of if it's got the best camera in the world or not, the camera is going to have to adjust. And if it doesn't adjust and all you're doing is getting a blurry thing, well, why did you zoom in so much that you're getting a blurry footage? 
they could have been really far away <laughs> and like i think i i think i see that <laughs> who knows but yeah i would really like to talk to the individual who took that footage I, i'm sure there's thousands of people right now who want to talk to that person right um yeah you know i, I wish i could say definitively 100% that uh I believe that this footage was an actual Bigfoot. Um, if, like I said, if there was more footage, then I could say it's at least good evidence. I, I don't know for sure. But because it's cut off so quickly, um, we don't get a really good look at the face or anything of this creature. Um, you don't really get a whole lot of information before and after. Um, I do agree with you that if it is a hoax, it's probably one of the most expensive hoaxes out there. Yeah. Um, well done. But, uh, I applaud right. you, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, and something else too, not to cut you off was, um, no. audio. Uh, I would like to have known if there were any, birds chirping or any other wildlife because they always say that when there's a Bigfoot around every creature goes quiet you know because they know it's around so uh, I'd like to know if, if there's any wildlife sounds in the background right and if I'm not mistaken there is like no audio in this this video either right I didn't hear any but okay. then again, I wasn't at the t when I watched it, I didn't I looked at it a few times, but I wasn't really paying attention to the audio at the time. I was just fascinated with the size of the thing um, and trying to figure out, you know, trying to analyze, trying to watch muscle movement and everything uh, that I really didn't pay attention to. But I don't I think you're right. I don't think there's any audio. Well, and not only the the animal sounds, but you would also be able to hear the the gate of this thing if it yeah is as massive as it appears to be you're going to have a lot of noise coming from the footsteps mm -hmm. uh, whether it's on ground or not but questions that raise more questions <laughs> i know that's the interesting thing about the paranormal <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we are coming to the end of the show, so I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, find their show. Uh, it looks like you've got some cool merch coming out, so the mic is yours. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, it's uh, Paranormal Heart Podcast. I'm the host, Cat Ward, and I you can find it on Podbean and YouTube. It gets released on the second and last Sunday of every month, and it's pre-recorded, so it's I haven't figured out how to do live yet, but, uh, but you can also find me on um, fringeradionetwork.com and any place you find, find podcasts. <laughs> and like you said, merch, yeah, I've been working on, um, actually, this is the first time I've actually announced it. So uh, it's a first, I haven't announced it on my show. Any, I'm making bookmarks. Well, I'm having help. Our friend, uh, Brian Anderson. <laughs> I sent him the design and he's, he's going to put them together for me, but yeah, I'm making some bookmarks. So if anybody's interested in 
in uh, ordering some. I haven't figured out a price yet. It won't be too expensive, but uh, if you want to be on the show or just say, hey, uh, you can send me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. So here's a question for you. Why the one three? Was Paranormal Heart taken when you had registered it? Yes, um, I tried Paranormal Heart. I tried several numbers and it was always taken. And I'm like, what? And it's like, <laughs> well, 13 is my lucky number, believe it or not. So I'm like, yeah, I'm putting the one three in there. I think I tried about <laughs> 25 times and I was really getting frustrated. I'm like, okay, it's going to be one three. And I was expecting it to say, no, it was already taken. And it wasn't. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going with. <laughs> it is interesting that there are people that have taken a lot of the st stuff. Like when I had done Beyond Reason, I had, I believe, to do Beyond Reason show for uh, my email account and for the, uh, the Facebook page as well mm -hmm. um so it's but then when you try and google this stuff it's like no the there's nothing to be found on it so yeah i know until you try to make an email address and everybody <laughs> and their dog has the same name like really <laughs> <laughs> all right well cat ward thank you for coming on and being a co-host with me today thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it all right, folks, that is it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to be talking to oh God, Preston Dennett uh, to talk about his most recent book, which is uh, The Healing Power of UFOs. And I, I thought this was an, a very interesting topic because you always hear about the horror stories, but you never hear about yep. the, the good side of UFOs. So stay tuned for that, folks. Uh, we've got some news coming up, like we've been announcing for several weeks now. As soon as we're able to release that information, you guys will be the first to know. Um, but until then, you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Kat. Peace. I'm Joe, and, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading! reading.